Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Hadass Kuznets with Jill Weber, owner of Jet Wine Bar, Rex 1516 and Cafe Inez. And we are talking all about New Year's Eve and champagne and sparkling wine. And all things bubbling. All things bubbling and celebration, celebratory (laughs) drinks. And since you own Jet Wine Bar, you know about champagne, sparkling wine, but you also have Rex 1516 and Cafe Inez. So you can also talk to us about what pairs with the drinks. Yes. And I think it's so fun. Like uh, a lot of people will think that, oh, it's sparkling wine. I have to have champagne. I have to spend a billion dollars and then I have to pair it with caviar and spend another billion dollars. But you don't. You don't. All right. So what are like the... Well, first of all, people are people are getting drunk on New Year's Eve. Let's be honest. Are they going to really? Can you tell the difference? Yes. So, so yes, you can tell the difference. So, if you are, wait, how many how many glasses in oh. does it not matter anymore? <laughs> I would say two. So your first two, you make them good. First two, if you're going to spend any money, spend it on those first two glasses. After that, don't. Why does it? Why, what do you matter? What do you care? <laughs> Just drink anything. So, what's the difference in taste and mouthfeel between the expensive champagne or sparkling wine? And the, like, you know, bottom shelf. It's complexity. It's really complexity. When you have a very fine, let's say, whether it's it's true champagne from France, French Accorda from Italy, Cava from Spain, if you have something that's made in that method, Champenoise, you get a lot of complexity. You get a little breadiness. You get lemon notes. You get a zingy undercurrent of pepper. And it just continues. It evolves in your mouth. And the bubbles are sometimes really nice and fine. It's in your mouth, right? But then maybe if you spend a little less on it, you get a different method. You don't have the champagne method. And so the bubbles aren't quite as persistent. They aren't quite as fine and and nice. And the flavors just aren't as complex. It can still be extremely good. And it can still be complex, just not quite as much as your finer, finer sparkling. Now, you mentioned kava in the good ones. That's pretty reasonably priced. Kava is excellently priced. So you can get a great one for $19. I was going to say, and if kava is like a good one or an okay one, what's a bad one? There's not like, a bad one. <laughs> there's no bad champagne. What a, what a stupid question. Not a bad sparkling. And but like how, how much would you be spending on a bottle? If you can spend 20 bucks on a bottle, that's pretty good. I mean, frankly, my favorite, Franciacorta, you can spend anywhere between, let, let's say, 20 and 35 for excellent. That's really good. That's fantastic. For a bo- we're talking a bottle. A bottle. A whole bottle. Considering you spend $10 at the bar on a glass. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, champagne, you're just going to you're going to pay more. You are. You're going to pay. You're starting at like 35, really. OK, so you're going to the it's before New Year's Eve. It's okay. a couple of days. You're going to the liquor store. What's good? What are we? I mean, I'm sure people are people that are not familiar are probably overwhelmed. Because it's overwhelming. And a lot of times, right, you'll you'll go and all the labels look so pretty. And, the you know, you have the capsule with the cork and it's just like, oh, it's sparkling and it's pretty and it's beautiful. What do I do? What do I do? I mean, honestly, as we said, it kind of doesn't matter for New Year's Eve. If you're actually having this for dinner the night before, it's probably more important. So, I, I mean, there are a couple of things you can do. You can obviously look stuff up. But I try to recommend just you can look for something new. Do you want something domestic? Did you know that there was actually really great sparkling wine in the U.S. out of 
Cincinnati, Ohio. What? In the 19th century. They won, yes. And then uh, uh, Sparkling Wine from New York won gold medals 1873 in Vienna. Well, we can't get it in the liquor store today. <laughs> Actually, they still make the one. The, it's called Great Western Champagne, and it was made by uh, la, 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 something in Finger Lakes, uh, the Pleasant Valley Wine Company. Wow. And you can still get it today. That one is about $11. Wow. You can. I have not had it. I, I don't, you don't know, know what how it tastes good like. Or bad it is. I, exactly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not dissing it. I'm not supporting it. I have no idea. But in uh, in 1873, it was a gold medal wine. So what do you, what needs to be good for a good wine? Balance. What something people will always tell you is balance. So you want acid. You know, you don't want it to be too sweet. You want you want acid to balance any sweetness at all. You want lots of notes of um, citrus. You want some kind of bubbly fruitiness to it. But you want that complexity. You want a little bit of, of spice. You want to think like, ooh, new note. Ooh, another new note. Oh, I love it. What do you taste in champagne that's different than, from wine? Like what do the bubbles bring out? The bubbles do a couple of things. So have you ever been to a restaurant where they bring you between courses like a champagne sorbet? Mm-hmm. And, and that just, it, it clears your palate. Bubbles clear your, clean and clear your palate. Just like, you know, if you, if you don't have sparkling wine, which I prefer to have to, clean my, to clear my palate, like a little sip of beer. So you can have a thing. you have a a good glass of wine to clear your palate for the next. I'm sorry for the, for next, the next glass one, of champagne. Exactly. <laughs> so have a glass of wine. Have a glass of I'm sparkling. At, I, have I'm at a glass of cham- uh, champagne or sparkling for the next for glass the next of sparkling. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's New Year's <laughs> Eve for you. <laughs> absolutely. What's the method you're talking? You talk about the small bubbles are the better. Oh, and, and again, not better. And, and and I want I want people to understand we're More not really refined. talking better or worse. Fine bubbles just have a really interesting feel in your mouth. But maybe you like big bubbles, right? Maybe you actually like them to be bigger and kind of kind of explode a little less harshly, right? right? I mean, wine, sparkling wine, still wine, it's all up to you. I Wait, I just realized, is that why New Year's Eve and sparkling wine go together? Because it's like fireworks in your mouth? Oh, we can we can say that. I don't know. Fireworks I mean, I, in your mouth. You're just describing it like fireworks. Like I, they go off. And I'm wondering if that's, do you know the history of why we do Sparkling wine? I wish I did. For New Year's, I don't. But that's a really, actually, I love that. I'm going to tell people from now on, well, Hadass said it's because it's fireworks in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I'm just listening to you talking. That's what it sounds and, like. I mean, I suspect, you know, the proper way to open a bottle of, of sparkling wine does not entail overflow and fountains of champagne. But I suspect that in times past, you know, when people are shaking it up and, and exploding the cork and, and, and waving the champagne over everyone, that that's part of the celebration. All right. So let's talk about how to open the wine. That's very important. It is very important. So you cannot see me right now, but I am holding. So, you know, there's a cage on the sparkling wine that covers the cork. It is always very important to hold on to that cork. When you remove the cage, clamp your hand back down. Until you actually open it, and I'm, I'm getting a towel right now because I find it better to open with a towel. Just It just kind of helps my grip and whatever. If anything does spill a little bit, you can grab it. So I'm going to open it right now. And what you do is you grab the neck in one hand, you grab the cork in the other, slowly twist and, and pull the cork up and pop. What's that sound, though? What's it doing? Oh, it's exploding. I it's mean, it's, the air. It's, it's literally the air coming out. Yeah. And escaping. And I'm happy to say that no sparkling wine escaped from this bottle. And that's a good thing. You don't thing. want to shake up the bottle and, and spill it everywhere. And I'm now, the most important thing to do is pour. <laughs> so I'm pouring some sparkling wine because 
So I told you that I really think it's important uh, to pair foods. Well, I didn't say this, but it's important to pair them in a fun way. I think you don't have to spend a billion bucks. And so we're going to have a pairing right now that doesn't cost you much at all. And that's a little bit just like, you know, snack food. So So, what are we drinking? So we are drinking something called Finky's Widow Blanc to Blanc from California. So this is actually not the the traditional method that I talked about. This is a, a different method called Charmat. It just involves secondary fermentation in tank, not in bottle. Um, and this one is from California, and I'm handing it to you. Thank you very much. And we are going to try this. Well, first, okay, first try the sip. sip okay, so you, is there what's how do I you, you smell just sip, sniff what? it and 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 taste it? I'm going to taste mine. And I'm going to say, mmm. And of course, we're we're drinking out of fine china. No. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic cups. That's what we have in the studio. And I will tell everyone who wants to listen, if you have, an, if you have a good wine of any type, always serve it in a good cup. I mean, the plastic, it, it does detract a little bit. You, you're not going to serve your guests out of a plastic cup. It does taste better out of glass. It, absolutely. <laughs> tastes better, smells better, feels better in your mouth, all sorts of things. So what do you... What do you- Tasting. Okay, so what I'm tasting here is a whole lot of white fruit. So pear. I was just going to say apples. Apple, exactly. Same thing, like white, white fleshed fruit, pear, apple. Um, I get a little daisy. Um, I get definitely uh, the citrus. Sometimes it's hard to figure out. There's clearly citrus. Let's see. Sometimes people do these tastings and I'm like, where mm. are you getting that from? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And sometimes one person will say something like peanut butter. Like, oh, yeah, peanut butter. I get that. And then you know, somebody will say something. Norm's like, no way. So this one I'm getting a little bit of uh, curd, lemon curd. Oh, okay. So it's more like creamy. And so thinking of that, I wanted to pair it with something. So it's creamy and it's a little – it's not sweet in any way, but it's got a hint of sweetness. So I thought let's pair it with something spicy. To get all the senses going. All, get, get them all going. Get those fireworks in your mouth going appropriately for New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. So I'm going to give you some pimento on a saltine. And this is made at Rex 1516. Thank you so much. So is there a way? Chef Swain. Is there a way I'm supposed to eat this? Like sip, bite? What, oh, what? you mean for, for best effect? Yeah, best effect. Uh, I usually take a sip of wine, take a bite. Take a sip, take a bite, take a sip, take a bite, you know. Okay. And I'm I am going to try one of these as well. I, I really I really like this pairing, actually. Because the spice so pimento cheese is a is a southern specialty that seems to have been developed in the north, but very quickly became southern. This is very spicy. In the 19, it is it's very like a spicy. Nice, it's a nice spice. Well, and it. that's in part because so uh, Chef Swain Chef Swain's recipe calls for Worcestershire sauce, cayenne pepper, black pepper. He's got some dried mustard. Um, Crystal's hot sauce goes in there a little bit. So, you know, in addition to the the cheddar, mayo, onion, cream cheese, uh, which is sort of the base for it, he, he puts quite a bit of spice in. And I think, I, I hope you agree, and I'll just pour you a little more of this. Thank you. All for work, you know. <laughs> um, I hope you, so I hope you agree I, <laughs> that you like the pairing. So the, the creaminess... Pairing is somewhat of an art, somewhat of a science, and totally subjective. In I like every the way, way it like awakens your whole mouth. Yeah, the the both together. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. And that's so. That's what I was kind of hoping for. You mm-hmm. have the 
creamy but spicy cheese on a salty cracker. And then you have your uh, creamy sparkling wine that this one doesn't really have some saline notes, but a lot of sometimes they do. And and you might use saline notes in your sparkling wine to, to try to help decide what you're going to pair it with. It's interesting because when you take a bite of this um, spicy cheese on the cracker, then you drink the sparkling wine. It tastes spicy. Yeah. It's like exactly. a spicy champagne. And it, and it, it is good that it, it actually holds up still. I mean, sometimes if you had that pimento with a delicate sparkling wine, you would you would wouldn't even taste. It wouldn't even be spark, uh, spicy champagne or spicy sparkling. It would just be spiced water. You wouldn't taste <laughs> anything of of the actual wine. So you have to you have to try to um, try to balance the strength as well. So what else is good to pair with? Uh... How do you know what to pair with what sparkling wine? Well, you just have fun. And again, you kind of look in. And so um, one of my favorite pairings happens to be with true champagne and deviled eggs. Deviled champagne eggs Champagne and deviled eggs are, I think, one of the all-time classic or, or should be classic pairings. So champagne, you know, you often get a, a bright burst of, of lemon. And lemon and deviled eggs. It's, it's just, you know, if you think about the things – that you, that you think you're tasting either in the food or in the champagne, and then you try to pair them. So like a good champagne has some savory notes to it. So you've got this savory with bright lemon, with great bubbles, and then what's an egg? Savory notes with, with sometimes a little spice, a little pickly stuff, a little relish, um, and sometimes with lemon. Like uh, my chef at, at Jet, Yasi, she makes her deviled eggs with, with lemon, and the pairing is, is phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. I highly recommend it to everybody. <laughs> Deviled eggs on New Year's Eve. I love it Deviled, for an appetizer. Yes, absolutely. So tell me, what is your like your dream cheese board? Dream cheese board. Well, I am a big fan of the super runny triple creams like Epoise. So give me an Epoise with a good washed rind that you can eat or not. Some people like it. I like it. I really, really like just a simple English Stilton or an American aged cheddar mimolette, which I don't even know if you can get anymore, but give me a good mimolette and um, I need a blue. So how about an American blue cheese, uh, like Humboldt fog? That's that. And, and then, and then give me some nuts, give me some olives and give me a ton of prosciutto. Can I put that nice. on my cheese board? Please? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I was actually wondering what sides you would put on there. Yeah. I mean, for me, my sides are meat, <laughs> but I do like, I do like olives. I'm a traditionalist. You like, you like pickles? I love pickles. So pickles, olives, meat. Pickles, olives, meat. A little mustard I would like. Maybe a little sweetness with um, maybe a jam, but that has jalapeno or onion. That's really good. And nuts, you said. And nuts. Just give me – and I will eat peanuts till I explode. But I don't think I want those on a, on a cheese plate. Give me maybe almonds, some hazelnuts, some walnuts – Candied nuts, that's nice too. A little sweetness with your salty cheese. And again, that is why cheese is so good with sparkling wine and with any wine. It's the saltiness. And that's why if you think about things that have salt, Cheetos, potato chips, popcorn, pimento cheese and saltines, that's the kind of thing. You you can make those same connections with high-end foods, low-end foods. And it brings out all the flavors. Same flavors, yep. And there is a little sweetness in the wine, so you want to... Do it with like what an opposite flavor. Sometimes you want to complement. Sometimes you want to contrast. If you've got like this particular wine is not, as you said, it's got a hint of sweetness. It's not sweet, but that hint of sweetness does extremely well 
with something a little spicy or salty. If you've got a very sweet wine, you, you kind of have to just go with it and, and, and give it something sweet. All right. Any tips for either your – some people will be pre-gaming. Some people will be throwing the full New Year's Eve party. What are some good foods to serve? So we've got the deviled eggs, the cheese plates. Deviled eggs, cheese plate, popcorn, potato chips with or without a dip, crudite, guacamole. Guacamole is really good with especially that, – that's another one that would be excellent with a cava or with a French Accorda or champagne. Pretzels, I, I mean, I, for some reason, everything coming to mind right now is, is, salty. is salty, snacky. But, of course, you can go the other direction. You can go with your oysters, which are brilliant with sparkling wine, especially with a, with a, a more austere, minerally champagne um, you can definitely go with the caviar on either, you know, on, on a dark bread with either butter or, or creme fraiche. I mean, all that, like that richness. If you had a canapé with some sort of pâté or heart, yeah, I was going to say heart. I don't know why, but that's okay. I think heart, you know, any kind of like rich meat or innard or, or some sort of sweet bread would be wonderful. Hmm. What do you like to snack on like around midnight, like late, late, late? Popcorn. Give me popcorn, homemade popcorn with lots of oil and salt. You can put chocolate in there too. <laughs> Some people do the chocolate covered chocolate, yeah, or caramel corn. Do you ever do caramel corn? Yes, so good. That is good. That is delicious. What are you putting up on the bars at your restaurants? Well, a lot of people for snacks will get popcorn. We have truffled popcorn, which again it goes well with I think all the wine. Little cheese plates, so you can get you can get a little bit of cheddar, a little bit of you know morbier, a little bit of this and that, or mini sliders, right? Because meat and bread, you know, the same same things you're thinking about. But I, for me, if you're going to have just a little snack, make it some popcorn, make it some chips. What are you looking forward to in 2019? 2019, I'm looking forward to actually, and this sounds weird, sampling all the wine. I want to sample all the wine, more wine from Georgia, more wine from California, Italy, just everywhere. Just just bring me all the wine. You are going to be sloshed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> She's sampling all the wine. You know, you don't have to do it in the first five minutes of oh, 2019. Okay. Well, you know? I'll, okay. I'll, I'll spread it out over the year. <laughs> I'll try. Um, <laughs> any um, goals or resolutions? Um. No. Well, I, I'd like to think of that. I, I, my, my goal is always, frankly, to learn more, to, to learn more. And to, I really enjoy, uh, I don't know if it shows, but I really enjoy teaching people about food and wine and having them think about it in ways that they don't generally think about it. I know you do that sometimes at Jet Wine Bar. I do it all the time. So I, I have tastings there and we have one coming up on natural wine and we have one coming up um, on uh, orange Orange wines as well. And I just, I, I love when people say, orange wine. What is What's that? that? And then we get done with the tasting. and say, oh, well, so what do you think? Of, oh, I love orange wine. Oh, I'm going to bring everyone to drink it. You know, so it's, it's so much fun to me to just share with people who don't uh, maybe have the time, the inclination to, to find out about some of these things that I have an interest in and that I think other people will like. And to have them do it, like, like pimento cheese and sparkling wine. I love, I love introducing Deviled eggs, people man. Deviled, deviled eggs. Deviled eggs and champagne. I'm, really. I'm doing, I'm feeling it. Yeah. The champagne is good. Where is it from? California. This is, this is California. It's called Finky's Widow. It just says Finky's in the label, but it's Finky's Widow. We serve it right now at Jet. And uh, come on in and have some. It's, it's delicious. It's really, and it's a fan favorite. It's, and what do you like really, from the Pennsylvania liquor store? From the, oh, um, from the liquor store. So they have uh, Lanson Champagne that's very good. They have – oh, uh, one of my favorite cavas is actually from a company called Surreal, S-U-R-I-O-L. 
That's available in, of course, not everything is available everywhere. That's available at one. There's uh, Du Menil, Franchicorda, M-E-S-N-I-L. Oh, Juvie Comp, Cava. That's an awesome one. That's what does really Cava one. mean? Cava is just is the, the name of the appellation, but Cava itself is made in the Champagne method. So it's from so it's, Spain. It's from Spain. It's from the, the Cava region, which is uh, south of uh, Barcelona, between Barcelona and Tarragona, in essence, and a little bit to the west. They have rules about where it has to, it has to come from that very area. They have to use specific grapes. It has to be aged for a certain amount of time. So that is Cava. Just like Champagne. Only comes from Cava. Champagne, right. France. What's it called when it's made in America? Just sparkling wine. It is sparkling wine, although, you know, you see things like Corbel Champagne, Cook's Champagne, Andre Champagne. That's because their grandfather, it wasn't until uh, the Treaty of Versailles that the French actually mandated, they put in Article 275 at the Treaty of Paris. They put in that nobody could use champagne except literally, you know, the appellation champagne. But the U.S. never signed the Treaty of Versailles. And since the U.S. never signed it, they were not party to that accord. So they were not bound by Article 275. So then I think it was uh, 2006 that the U.S. agreed, okay, nobody now moving forward can use champagne, but we've grandfathered in Cooks, Andre, Corbell, you know, whoever's using, anybody who's been using champagne since 1860 in some cases can continue using it. So we do have champagne in America. We do. We do. <laughs> I didn't think we did. That's fascinating. We do. We do have champagne. It's on a technicality. Yep. Exactly. Jill Weber, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2019. Woo! You'll be celebrating with a glass of? I will be celebrating with a, well, with a glass of French Accorda. Barone Pizzini is my favorite. I love French Accorda. And what are, you, what are you eating with it? I will probably be eating popcorn. Uh, pretzels. I'll be with my sister, so she might have gotten us cheese curds, and definitely she does. She does like a seven layer dip <laughs> that I think I'll be that I think I'll be eating. <laughs> nice. Is that like the salad that's like made of cheese? Yes, it is. It's it's like a taco, <laughs> but it's a salad, but it's a dip that goes on more taco chips with nothing green in it. Pretty much, right? Yeah, maybe a shredded lettuce. Well, thank you. <laughs> and that's too much. Happy New Year, Jill. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Jill Weber is the owner of Jet Wine Bar, Rex 1516, and Cafe Inez. And if people want more information about your educational sessions or tastings, where can they go? They can go to jetwinebar.com. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.